This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, whether that's Rovers throwing in a drab nil-nil in the Championship or taking Newcastle all the way to a penalty shootout in the fifth round of the FA Cup, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So, the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This episode is brought to you by Honeysuckle White. If you're looking for ways to make mealtime healthier in the new year, make your favorite recipes with turkey from Honeysuckle White. Take the pressure off. Keep it simple and tasty without sacrificing flavor for nutrition. Whether you want a delicious sandwich or post-workout protein, Honeysuckle White turkey can do it all. Visit HoneysuckleWhite.com for recipe inspiration and to find retailers near you. Honeysuckle White. Eat what you love. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. www.brfcs.com By the fans For the fans Since 1986 Welcome to BRFCS podcast number 49 I'm the BRFCS editor Wen Wai Hu And with me in the virtual studio today For a podcast special on next week's official launch of the Rovers Trust are Oliver Jones and Dawn Fennell. Oz and Ewood Dawn, as they're known on the BRFCS message boards, were on a podcast in the summer, podcast number 41, telling us about their involvement in the organisation of the raising of the Coffin event that took place in June in the wake of relegation from the Premier League. Since then, Oz and Dawn have been involved in the efforts to revive Blackburn Rovers Football Club as a community through the Rovers Trust, of which Oz is now co-chair and Dawn, the Rovers Trust Juniors Officer. I'd just like to welcome Oz and Dawn in now. Good morning to you both. Uh, Oz, how are you? Uh, good morning, Wen. Good morning, everyone. I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, good to have you back on. And Dawn, thank you for coming on. You're welcome, Wen. Good. Had you on uh, back in August. And uh, uh, Oz, I think you were with us uh, for Podcast 43 uh, with Wayne Wilde, uh, the co-chairs of Rovers Trust. Uh, last week, uh, Paul uh, was with us, telling us about some of the preparations that are underway. Uh, he was telling us about the uh, distribution of the leaflets. Uh, this week, we'll be hearing from Oz and Dawn about the organisation of the launch and also about the uh, community involvement uh, of uh, the Rovers Trust. So I'd uh, just like to get up to date uh, with what's been happening 
since the last podcast we did on the Rovers Trust, uh, that was uh, number 43. Oz, uh, could you just uh, tell us uh, one or two things? First of all, um, we were discussing uh, about uh, the pledges, the pledges that were originally made to uh, BRSIT, the Blackburn Rovers Supporters Investment Trust. Uh, what's the current status uh, of those pledges? Uh, all the pledges that were made uh, when the uh, movement was the BRS IT are still in place. They are soft pledges. No money's actually been taken off anybody. Um, the value uh, is in the region of about three million pounds. Um, those pledges that were made to the BRS IT um, have been carried into the Rovers Trust, the merged Rovers Trust, and uh, still exist. And um, we uh, hope that everybody who's done that is uh, still of a mindset to carry forward and, and follow through on their pledges. Yeah. Um, are you undertaking any uh, programme of contacting people? Uh, what's happening in, in that uh, respect? Uh, yeah, we, we, we're currently focused on organising the launch, which is, is a week today, on Saturday the 24th, at the Cathedral in Blackburn. Uh, so most of our energies are diverted into organising that event. I believe that all the people that uh, have pledged have been contacted with information about the launch as well. So hopefully they'll come along to that and uh, find out some more about what we're doing. So uh, once the launch is um, uh, re- re- wheeled out next Saturday, um, people will get more, all the information uh, they need and, and be brought up to date. Um, and then we can move forward with the, uh, from there. Right, yeah. In the last, uh, last four or five weeks or so, uh, you say most of the energy has been going into the official launch. Uh, what, what else has been going on in the background? Um, you know, you, you've talked about the, the pledges and what have you. What else has been going on in the background? First of all, regards the the launch, um, hundreds of people have been contacted, um, whether that's people who've uh, expressed an interest in BRSIT or whether that's local prominent people. We've invited all the Blackburn with Darwin councillors, the mayor, um, prominent individuals for whatever reason have been invited and quite a few have actually said that they are turning up. A lot of them have sent us messages of support. It, it's really lovely to get messages to see that that this is reaching a wider audience and that's what we really want to do. We've got a strap line um, with all our publicity which says bringing Blackburn Rovers back to the community and that's exactly at the heart of everything that we do. Um, You've asked if there are other things going on, and yes, there are. We're uh, we're currently trying to explore some avenues in which we can develop community projects, bring something back to the community, um, because we we see a football club as as not being something that should just be there on a Saturday afternoon or Friday night or Wednesday night or wherever whenever we're having to play our games these days. It, it should be there for the community at all times that there are so many things that a football club can bring to the wider community um so we're, we're trying to explore projects and um myself and some of the other trust members have had meetings with institutions like blackburn youth zone which is a fantastic place for young people in in blackburn town center and we're, we're just trying to explore avenues at, at this stage very much at the developmental um, stages, but but we are looking to future projects. We've also spoken to um, a benevolent charity organisation from Switzerland, of all places, uh, who contacted us because somebody involved with them is, is actually a, a Swiss-based Rovers fan. 
Um, so we're trying to see if there aren't any ways we can work together with them to produce something really worthwhile for the community. And we're also really proud to say that we're championing the work of the Blackburn Rovers Community Trust. We've been in and had uh, quite detailed talks with them about their work. And it's absolutely brilliant. And it's absolutely what a football club should be doing. Um, I don't know, have I got time to tell you a little bit about them, them when? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Blackburn Rovers Community Trust uh, is funded by the the club itself. No, that's that's a misconception that many people do have. Yeah, it's actually yeah. financially a completely separate entity, and um, unfortunately, they've been very badly hit by relegation because the, the Premier League offers a lot of monies to to these projects with football clubs in the Premier League, but of course, if you're not in it, you don't get it, and they've already had to uh, to let some staff go and uh, you know that unfortunately unless they they can attract some more funding or find some avenues of uh, of getting some more funding you know that they're, they're going to have to have to tighten their belts even further which is is a huge saying because if you saw what they do you, you couldn't fail to be amazed and impressed um you know that they offer Rolls Royce educational opportunities that, you know, myself as a teacher, I, I know you just can't replicate in a school classroom situation. They've got absolutely brilliant first class ICT facilities. They've got 3D facilities, animation software, um, and they don't just offer programs during the day for schools. They, they offer after school encouragement for, for children who've, who've perhaps become a little bit disengaged with with their learning and they're absolutely brilliant at um, at getting them to recognize the the benefits of a successful education and get these kids back on track um, and they've got a huge range of sporting and leisure facilities for the wider community you know if, if you name the sport they'll be offering a course in it or some sort of drop-in session and um, it, it's not just for young people or adults there's well, or young adults, shall we say, that they're offering um, some really good stuff for the over 50s. They, they've had in the past internet courses, um, tea dances, and they've, they've even got at the moment an aerobics course for um, people, shall we say, of a certain age. So it's all to do with helping and recognising that the impact that a football club can have on the wider community, and, and we're absolutely behind that. We, we feel that the club should be there, not just for the fans on a Saturday. It should be serving the community, and that's what we really want to do and we really want to help with. So uh, what's the actual um, relationship between the Blackman Rovers Community Trust and Rovers Trust then? Well, we're, we're working together. We, we actually can't help them financially, unfortunately. We, we really wish we had a magic wand and we could create a... A pot of money to give them now but obviously that's not the case but what we can do is is offer them huge support and and publicity so i'm speaking about them now we've um we're, we're going to be putting an article all about them on our website just try and get as many people as possible to find out what excellent work they do um we've, we've put them on our facebook and on our twitter so really we're trying to help with their publicity, to help publicise them in the hope that maybe, just maybe, that might attract a little bit of funding for them and help them in that way.
And uh, you were talking about a, a, a Swiss charity. Uh, would you would you like to uh, um, expand on that? Well, again, there's 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 not a huge amount to expand on yet. We have uh, had initial discussions, and we're going to be meeting up again in December. So hopefully, there might be more news in the future. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned a a, a Blackburn Youth. Uh, organization I, mi- I missed that what, what was it called yeah it's in the town center it's um, not far from the railway station just just down the road there it's the Blackburn Youth Zone which is a place that offers activities all sorts of activities for young people uh, outside of school hours um, it, it's a it's a fantastic uh, place to go and um, again we've held initial discussions with them um, thinking with one eye on the future about how things can progress. Uh, now, all all of this is going on separately to the lo- the actual launch day uh, preparations, yeah. 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 Oh, I forgot to mention as well. <laughs> we've also been having discussions with a local football team, um, a local young people's football team, to try and uh, see if we can't help out with them too. Uh, help out, as in. Um, one of our, our members is, is actually uh, uh, a budding sports coach, so he's he's, uh, he's trying to help them out in that way. Because obviously at the moment we, we don't have a big pot of money to, to spend on projects. We'd love to do lots of stuff. We, we had a brainstorm, um, and the ideas that came out just within the 16 members of the initial steering committee were absolutely brilliant. But of course, you know, unless you've got the funds to do that, you, you can't just straight away step out and start doing stuff. But in the future, we're trying to look sensibly about how we can just make little bits of a difference to start with. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about the launch of Rovers Trusts and uh, uh, most of the conversation so far has been about, you know, Rovers, Blackman Rovers and the community. Um, the initial impulse uh, for setting everything up was uh, presumably to bring Blackburn back to the community. And you were saying, yeah, that's uh, that's now your, what do you call it, a strap line? Is that the right word for it, Oz? I'm, I'm not yeah, aware I, of marketing terms. Well, neither am I, but that's certainly one of the key elements that we need to focus on and want to focus on, you know, bringing people uh, back into uh, the the, um, the club's uh, greater uh, uh, remit. You know, we want to, um, people to be involved and do the right things and, and learn the right ways. So, yeah, definitely. I, I think there's probably a, a feeling within our committee and also within supporters' trusts at large. You, you know, there are 119 of these supporters' trusts up and down the country, uh, supported by Supporters Direct. And I think there's a feeling that um, the responsibility that a club has to its wider community is something that has to be keenly felt and and has to be encouraged um, and promoted and that's what we really want to do. You know, when when Rovers were were relegated, it it didn't mean something just on an emotional level. You know, as I've said, I've got friends who lost their jobs as a direct consequence. I've got friends who've got businesses, little businesses on Bolton Road who've you know, they've spent years building up those businesses and they were comfortably reliant on, on a premiership income or the income from a, a steady stream of, of premiership fans. 
And you might say, well, that was a bit daft for them to rely on that. But why shouldn't they have been comfortably reliant on that? Because we all know that there really wasn't the need for Blackburn Rovers to be relegated. And so many things could have happened last year and the year before to have avoided that. But that's by the by. But what's not by the by is is the financial implications now. You know, what's going to happen to those businesses and their futures? And not just the local businesses on Bolton Road, but in the wider community. Um, I think Supporters Direct and and other fans organisations have have done studies on similar towns to ours um, with what's happened financially once the Premiership Football Club has been relegated. And it's, it's quite disastrous. And, you know, we're not just talking statistics here. We're talking people's livelihoods, the ability to be able to carry on with their business, maybe even the ability to pay their mortgages. And and so we really do feel that as a football club, the responsibility to the community is something that we have to make sure is keenly felt and that people are properly aware of. And that's one of the things that the Rovers Trust do aim to make sure that, that we will do in the future. Yeah, the uh, the bit about uh, going going down and the disastrous effects that it uh, has on the community, um, really that only comes with a community that is that is geared up for a, for a different uh, economy. Uh, obviously, if a team comes up from the lower divisions, uh, stays in the Premier League for a year or two, uh, doesn't establish itself, um, there's not going to be such great economic consequences, but. Uh, Hadn't to forget that uh, although Blackburn's often regarded as just some small town team, uh, we've been in the Premiership for most of the uh, of the uh, existence of the Premier League since uh, 1992. Uh, we are an established uh, club at uh, at the top level, so uh, presumably it's in that sense that you, you you're talking, yeah. Absolutely, when yes. Dawn was talking about the supporters direct there, Oz. Uh, have you had much contact over the last few weeks with supporters direct? Uh, yes, we're, the, there's a, almost a constant um, stream of to and fro in between supporters direct and the Rovers Trust. Paul, you had on on the last podcast, is our supporters di- direct liaison officer. Uh, it's his responsibility to um, monitor and uh, steer all that information in the right way. Um, but We've attended uh, several Supporters Direct organised uh, events, one uh, a couple in Manchester, one was at the Football Museum, one was at uh, the Labour Party Conference Fringe. So there's been um, a steady stream of information uh, between um, the Supporters Direct and Rovers Trust, uh, and they've given us some guidance and some pointers into uh, what's the right way of getting set up and, and getting some help with the launch as well. Yeah. Uh, what kind of help are you able to say uh, any details? Uh, yeah, the uh, supporters direct have been able to give us uh, information on how to set the trust up based on previous experience. They have the blueprint for other supporters trusts and they've given us that information and passed on experiences from other supporters trusts uh, to allow us to set up there uh, properly and to give us the benefit of the experience of others. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so these people are kind of people that advise the Portsmouth Trust, you know, the Pompey Trust, um, and people who've advised uh, Swansea City Trust. Swansea City have 20% of their club, so we're getting the same sort of professional advice and organisational advice that these clubs have got who've successfully acquired or are in the process of acquiring their football clubs. Yeah, we've 
mentioned this before. Um, the the amount of experience that you've got involved at Rovers Trust is amazing. Um, an awful lot of experience and uh, and expertise as well. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, some of the people who I've dealt with who are involved in it uh, are staggeringly good uh, and, and consistently blow me away with the levels of their ability, knowledge and, and a grasp on what is needed and where we need to be. Yeah, I, th- I totally yeah. agree. I, I mean, I think I was a little bit daunted at first because as, as a lowly teacher, I'm, I'm probably way down the pecking order <laughs> with the... Uh, you know, we've we've got MDs of local companies, ex-MDs, chief executives, um, and the, there's a huge range of, of of in terms of the people involved. We, you know, we've got people from the 20 pluses right through to well, I, I, I'm not going to be rude and mention an age, but we have a, a retired gentleman on our team, and between us, we we work in so many different fields and different areas that uh, you know we we really do cover a wide range of backgrounds and uh, but the one thing that we all have at heart is that every single one of us is Rovers through and through and we absolutely want the best for Blackburn Rovers Football Club yeah, yeah that's the, the the thing that I love about uh, uh, working with BRFCS and uh, you know, the the people you know behind the scenes uh, got an amazing array of talents uh, lined up there that's absolutely brilliant and, and doesn't football do that as well? Football brings us all together. You know, we're all fans. Doesn't matter where you come from. You know what your background is, but it's it's brilliant, and it's that's another really important factor within our town because we we are such a multicultural place. We do have people from all sorts of different financial backgrounds, and it's amazing that people can come together on a Saturday or a Friday or a Wednesday or whatever it is these days, and all want the same thing. And and I just think that it's fantastic that football does that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, when I'm thinking back to how long I've been following Rovers, I mean, I was probably 11 or 12 when I first went to Ewood, um, and it's the one thing that's lasted, outlasted everything else in my life, you know, about the friends and family come and go, jobs come and go, schools come and go. But through all that time, you know, I've always, always supported Rovers, um, and there'll be many, many other people in the, in the area that are have the same experiences um, yeah um, totally yeah football, totally football as a sport uh, is, is our national sport and it's the one thing you know should we have a kick about is the first thing you think about when you go out with it as a kid um, and it's a way of providing good healthy fun exercise so it keeps the body uh, um, moving in the right direction if you will and I think it's hugely important in this uh, current climate where behavior is questioned youth behavior is questioned uh, you know, ethics are, are, are on the wane. It's for me using football and in our case, Blackburn Rovers, as a centerpiece to allow the community and the people in the community to focus in and do uh, things such as education, exercise, um, doing things the right way and having the right attitude to go about uh, getting on in life. And using Rovers as a centerpiece for that, I think, is, is the key for me, and that's that's why I'm, I'm sort of keen to get involved as, as much as I do. Yeah. Wherever you go in the world, uh, you just say football, or in this part of the world, it's soccer, and uh, you know you've got a conversation. Uh, you've got uh, a focal point for uh, for joining up with people and connecting with people. It's great. Yeah, and, and as I say, what, what I the way I view it is, 
is that is the vehicle, the, the football club is the vehicle on which we can do everything and, and teach people and, and allow people to learn things the right way. You know, if, even down to basics such as yes, please and thank you, the basic, uh, you know, the basic functions of grammar and basic uh, um, ways of talking to each other. Uh, it's it's all about doing everything the right way and using the football club as a vehicle to achieve all this. Is, is, is I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and we've. Um, you know, in our mission statement, we're saying that we're looking to protect the club's long-term future as well as the short-term. And we have got an eye on on the young people and, and you know, serving the young people in the community in that way, you know, helping them develop into good, responsible people and, and be a part of the community and be useful. Yeah. Um, you're saying, uh, Oz, about ethics there. I don't know whether in the back of your mind you've uh, got to modern day footballers uh, but I, I think uh, on the message boards you've been you know making one or two points uh, with regard to you know uh, you know the state of modern day football um, I, I think you might have, it might have been yourself who was uh, talking about uh, wages Premier League wages was that yourself I've certainly talked about that in the past even if it's not the example that you're thinking of for yeah the wages are way way out of control we pay pay these footballers uh, a huge amounts of money um, and you know the money's there so in, in, in that respect they earn it but they're not providing us with good role models the vast majority of them are not good good role models um, and so that, that's the, we can't control the wages at this moment in time but I think uh, in the future I think the wages should be capped um, I think there should be a limit on what they're paid and I think there should be a, a much fairer distribution of the wealth within the, the sport itself. Yeah, and uh, there's news this week of the fair play rules possibly coming into uh, play in the Premier League. From Yeah, they, they need to be put in place and they need to be adhered to and anybody who doesn't should be you know, brought to book about it. Uh, it. It baffles me beyond belief that the, the richest clubs are given the most money time and time again and it's just... It just perpetuates the system and you know anybody by the anybody by the top four or five are just there to make up the numbers and you know the, the names will change it'll be Rovers one week it'll be Wigan the next week it'll be West Brom the next week after that they're just there to make up the numbers and uh, it's it's not a competitive sport anymore and it, you know the, the ideas such as financial fair play and putting uh, wage caps in place will all help to do that and there's probably hundreds more ways of, of, of solving that that issue, which for me is, it gets on my nerves really big time, and uh, yep. I, I don't like it. Yeah, it turns a lot of people off football. And how how does that link into uh, Rovers Trust? And uh... well, it, it it links into Rovers Trust um, naturally because it's it's seen as a, a, a the trust is all about benefiting society and the community, um, and paying somebody 150 grand a week. Uh, for playing football and paying uh, nurses 25 grand a year is, an, is is wrong and there needs to be some balance towards that. Now, that's obviously, a, 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 we can't control what pay the nurses get, but we've got to work towards ideals, we've got to work towards what is fair and what is right and by having a say in the decision-making process at the club, even if it's only one club, it's a start. We want to have all, in my opinion, all supporters, all football clubs should be run by supporters' trust. Um, 
and therefore everybody's on the same playing field. We all have the same rules to stick to. At the moment, if one club in the Premier League is, is owned by the Sports Trust and the rest are not, they're immediately, in terms of being uh, able to compete with the others, at a disadvantage. So, it, in my view, all clubs should be owners owned by by the supporters and then once we've got that in position we can then start to have a control on what they're paid what the agents get involved how much the agents get um, and and make it a much fairer and more uh, civilised sport and you you might think that that's a a pipe dream when but it works in Germany you know that there is a model out there that we can see works yeah and 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 what I say to people listening is if any of those points raised uh, uh, ring a bell with you this is what you need to do. You need to get involved with the trust because what we want to do is try and, in the long term, address some of those issues. If you are bothered by high-paid footballers being bad role models, if you are bothered by agents taking all the money out of the game, if you are bothered by mismanagement of clubs, you want to be involved with the supporters' trust because we aim to tackle those things sooner or later and not just at Rovers but at all professional football clubs as well. So get yourself involved. And are you going to be discussing these kind of things next Saturday uh, at the launch day? We've got an agenda and it's an introduction to who we are, what we are, what we've achieved so far um, and an explanation about the financial involvements. Uh, but there is a, a, a Q&A session at the end, so we will talk about virtually anything. So, you know, the people that are there will then set the agenda at the end of the, the uh, written one. Right, yeah. Um, could you take us through the the launch day itself? Uh, it starts at 10 o'clock, I think. Yeah, it starts at 10 o'clock, Blackburn Cathedral, Saturday the 24th of November. The day is the same day as the Millwall game, which is a week today as we speak. Um, so if you get there uh, nice and early, get a seat near the front. Um, there's about seats for about 400 people. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping they'll all have somebody on them. Um, you will be able to join the Rovers Trust on the day. Um, there will be application forms. You will be able to roll up with your £10 note or two fivers or whatever £10 coins. You can fill in the form and you can become a member there and then on the day. Um, there will be plenty of information about how you should do it if you don't want to do it on the day. Um, and uh, as I say, we've got an agenda to, to stick to and talk to uh, everybody about. Um, and then it's planned to finish around about 12. So we've got, uh, you know, maybe half an hour, 40 minutes of a, of a presentation. And then the rest, you know, we'll talk. We'll talk and talk and talk until we get thrown out. Yeah. Um, presumably before Sunday morning. Uh, yeah. so before the game, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, b- before 3 p.m. really. And uh, you're saying there's a Q&A. Uh, that means that presumably you'll have microphones being passed around the audience to... Uh, there's some wireless mics available, so uh, if you put your hand up, we'll come and get to you, and uh, you can fire the questions. Good, good. And uh, who will actually be at the launch um, up at the front? Who's taking part in it? Um, on the t- on the day, uh, doing the presentation will be uh, my, me and my co-chairman, Wayne Wild. Um, Dan Grabko, the financial officer, will be on the stage. Uh, and we'll also have uh, a couple of special guests, Glenn Keeley and Simon Garner, uh, who are both uh, honorary patrons of the organisation. They will be there to take some questions and to give their views and feelings on uh, on the trust, and uh, hopefully that will, that will tempt more people yeah, in as well. Uh, the people from outside the trust who will be there, the dignitaries and, and so on, uh, will, will they be uh, giving any greetings? Um, well, the, 
a lot of the local dignitaries or prominent prominent people, shall we say, are coming not just as as representatives of the institutions of which they're a part. They're, they're coming as fans themselves. So I'm I'm not sure that they'll be coming in their sort of day jobs, so to speak. I, I think they're coming to hear. Uh, what benefit can can Blackburn and the wider community gain from this Rovers Trust? And uh, I think rather than doing duties themselves, I think they're there to listen and to pose the questions that need to be posed. Yeah, I mean, you were saying earlier uh, about the, the the importance of Blackburn Rovers to the the uh, the economy of the town, to the uh, to the well-being of the town. Uh, obviously, the the local dignitaries will be. You know, in, interested in in the work that you're doing, uh, for you know h- how you can, uh, you know, revive the, revive the fortunes of uh, of Blackburn Rovers Football Club. Yeah. Well, that's what we hope. Yeah, we've had plenty of, well, every uh, MP and every local politician's been asked uh, or invited to the event, and some have uh, accepted, some have declined, obviously because they're busy people. But uh, we've had absolutely nothing but positive positive messages of encouragement from from pretty much all of them and uh, we've uh, sort of been putting that message forward to people who uh, subscribe to things like Twitter on the Facebook page on the website as well mm, and I, I think these people are recognizing that that we are a really professionally run organization that this isn't just a few fans getting together with a crackpot idea people have spent hours and hours getting the legalities right sorting out the organisational structure. It, it, it really is a fantastic thing that's been achieved. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this uh, in podcast uh, 41, uh, about the amount of work that had had to go into the raising of the coffin event, uh, you know, health and safety and stuff like that. Uh, that sounded an absolute nightmare. Uh, this time for, for, this, uh, for the organisations of the Rovers Trust launch at the Blackburn Cathedral, uh, were there similar kind of horror stories? Um, not really, no, because it's all under the cathedral's uh, roof physically, and, and uh, so to speak, so uh, it's not been so bad this time. No. Mm, and I, yeah. I think we probably need to give huge thanks to, to the cathedral staff and uh, the clergy because they've, they've been absolutely wonderful. They have. And uh, the other aspects of the organisation, who, who else has been involved in, in, you know, directly in the organisation of, uh, of next Saturday's launch? Uh, everybody, everybody who's involved in the steering group has, whole has had to contribute. It's been such a big event. Um, you know, so there's me and Dawn, there's Paul who we had on last time, uh, Wayne, Dan, um, Brian, Mark, Duncan, Anthony, Tom, everybody. If you if you go, um, uh, I hate saying go to the website, but on the website we have a profile page and everybody's name you see on there has put a hell of a lot of work into getting this organised and still continue to do so. Uh, and uh, I forgot to mention Jen, Jen Bellamy's um, done some fantastic creative stuff for uh, the, the leaflets and the uh, brochures and the, uh, the posters, etc. And Stuart Grimshaw, yeah. who's, who's helped a lot with our IT organisation. And I, I, I keep forgetting people for me, so yeah, Stuart's been brilliant as well. That's uh, great to hear. That's great to hear, yeah. Good. So yeah, next next Saturday, uh, hopefully people in the Blackburn area can get uh, get down there. Uh, I've I've heard that one or two people are going to be coming back to Blackburn, especially for the event. Uh, obviously linking it in with the uh, Millwall match. But um, 
people who can't make it there, uh, will there be any provision for them? Um, yeah, we're, we're going to um, hopefully have some sort of uh, presentation available on the website. So the points that are made on the day uh, will be available on the website at some point. So uh, you, if, you can't, uh, if you can't make it for whatever reason, uh, all the points we made will be available online. And we also have a, a young journalist on board as well, so I'm sure he'll be producing some, some reports that will be able to be read. Well, we'll also be doing a live report on the event and uh, we'll have uh, um, news on the front page as well. Uh, so um, if you can't get down there, then look, look out for uh, uh, what uh, BRFCS are doing uh, to uh, report on the events. Well, it's been great to have you both on. Uh, thanks ever so much for coming on. Uh, you'll be busy this coming week, I guess, uh, getting ready for the launch. Um, do you have any messages uh, before we go, uh, Oz? Yeah, certainly. Um, we've seen this week in the news that the Portsmouth Supporters Trust have pretty much got a deal agreed to own that club. This is a club that has been in the Premiership. This is a club that won the FA Cup recently, uh, and they are about to be owned by their Supporters Trust. Now, they've had a, a real tough time over the last five years or so, and it doesn't need to be that, that for us. So the point of that being is, of course, that it can be done, and it has been done. We're not in the same financial uh, situation as, as Portsmouth have been, but who knows, we could be in the future. So really, it's time to get involved now um, before it is too late and we're, we can be in a position to react quickly should things uh, ever go badly wrong at the club. So, you know, I, I urge anybody who's the, uh, the best interest of Blackburn Rovers at heart to uh, come to the meeting next Saturday at the Cathedral to get their £10 paid and their membership signed up and to become uh, a part of uh, what could be one of the best supporters' trusts in the country. Yeah, I've no doubt it will be. Yeah, no doubt at all. Dawn? I, I just want to reiterate what Oz has said. Please come to the cathedral and you know if you have the slightest doubt come along and pose those questions no questions will be avoided find out more about us and please just come aboard and, and be involved yeah you can only you know you can sit back and say oh that's not going to work this is not going to work it will if you put your mind to it and you're determined enough and you're organized enough you can get this done and we can get it achieved so yeah and believe me this is down. organized yeah, um, yeah. and uh, if you've got any questions you know don't don't be shy. Don't sit on your sofa or on your smartphone and, and and you know slag people off. Get down there and we'll take questions if you've got any queries. You know we're we're here to to be accountable. So uh, it, we're going to be stood up on that stage and we're going to uh, be able to take those queries. Excellent. Well, I won't be there unfortunately. Um, a little bit too far, but uh, I wish I was. Um, but. Uh, very best of luck uh, to you and uh, the whole of the Rovers Trust for next week's launch. And uh, thanks ever so much for taking time out t today. Um, it's a, a busy day for you both, I believe. So thank you very much for, for coming on. Yeah, well, thank you very much for letting us put our message across. Indeed. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's all for today. Uh, thanks ever so much uh, to Oz and to Dawn for coming on today. And also, uh, thank you very much to Josh, uh, that's J asterisk B on the message board, uh, for doing the recording and also for the production of today's podcast. Wherever you are in the world, uh, do take care. Uh, thank you for listening and hopefully you'll be back again with us next time. Thank you very much for listening. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.